You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 148. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 148. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. You're such a fucker. I like, well, what are you going to (laughs) do? I'm a Scorpio, whatever. Oh my goodness. Okay, so if you guys don't know, every time I do my little introduction for like the show notes page at the very beginning. Episode one, four, eight. He loves to mimic me and like mock me and try to make <laughs> In me silence. break character. <laughs> you totally fuck up my podcast persona, man. <laughs> don't you know I have an online reputation to uphold? So so sorry. I would never do that on purpose. Oh, my gosh. Maybe I would. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. Hello, everyone. So glad to have you here. And today we're going to be talking about all things forgiveness and how forgiveness. How there's a, a parallel between our inability to forgive other people and how that coincides with our inability to forgive ourselves. Or oh, interesting. perpetually kind of beat ourselves up for past mistakes and, and such. Interesting. Okay. So we're going to really dive deep into that. It's a good topic. But before, I'm, I'm so glad you approve, Mr. Smith. Yeah, well, you you have to get approval. Don't I you? know, I got to clear it with the big you gotta, boss. <laughs> you got to clear it with Mr. Smith. <laughs> oh my God. So, but before we jump into all of that, there's a reason why I wanted to do the pod on forgiveness today. And like I was mentioning to you guys last week, I'm so pumped about this. Myself and my best friend, uh, Andrea Owen, who many of you guys know, who runs uh, Your Kick-Ass Life, and she was our guest on the pod last week that you guys heard. So we have this brand new home study program that we have available for you right now at an early bird rate Mm. so i want to tell you a little bit about this we've done this as a live class before which is great and it's a blast and then we do notice that there's some people every time we teach a class who prefer to kind of do everything on their own they don't really crave community necessarily or they're not ready for it right they don't necessarily want to do group calls or show up on a facebook group uh, so they, so we decided, well, let's make this available as a home study program where people can do it completely on their own pace, their own time, whatever works for them, but it's the exact same content. You just get to kind of go through it at your own pace. So the, the class is called uh, the Master's Course Home Study Program, hmm. and it covers four major topics that influence your self-love. So we deal with kind of Uh, your inner critic and how you speak to yourself, your kindness, which we talk about here all the time. All the time. We talk about forgiveness, which I'll give you a little snippet of it here today. So if you like this stuff and you're going, oh, shit, I really do need to bite off a little more of this, you might like the deeper dive in in the, the home study program. 
We also talk about our self-worth, which is huge. I mean, we talk about that all the time here. Yeah, that's another big one. Another deep dive. As well as our emotions. And this is something that I love talking about and how... Our emoticons? Not emoticons. No? No. Oh, em- what is it again? Emotions. Well, that's how you, I express my emotions is through my emoticons. Oh, oh really? You, mm-hmm. need, you need digital representation? Yeah, unfortunately. Well, th- but that's really... That's actually an interesting point because... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up, yeah. smartass. Um, <laughs> but it's true because in our culture now, our society, like how many times do we go to date night and we see somebody, couples out to dinner... And they're glued to their phone. So true. And their we kids need to are, walk down the street and see that. And their or their kids Crazy. are glued to their phone. Yeah. And people aren't. I mean, even the whole thing with cyberbullying, the idea of being super rude and mean to somebody to their face and experiencing all the emotions that happen with that, versus just typing up mean shit behind your computer, our emotional frequency is already kind of skewed. It's true. Because of what's happening in the way in which we communicate and interact with one another. So they can your emotions can present a huge controversy for you because once you feel something, you're like, oh shit, I better act on it, right? Like if you feel attracted to someone, you're like, oh my gosh, I better like pursue this even though I'm married and you make it mean something crazy even though it's just a fleeting emotion. So anyway, we dig into that in depth and look at how to actually process what's happening with you and not get lost in this like kind of cyber community. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. That's, a, that's great, Pam. That's a so good, if good you, product. If you're interested in it, I highly suggest that you get on board this week. Reason being is we're offering it for $97 right now. Say what? Say what? I know. It's like the cost of a night out, like a nice, fun night out. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe even less than that, depending on how you party. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. I was like, if I don't know how you party. If you're a top shelf type <laughs> of person. <laughs> 97 ain't scratching the surface. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, you crack me up. But if you want in this Thursday, so today, tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday are the last opportunities to get it at the early bird rate before it jumps 50 bucks. And then it will be at that new rate and there'll be totally different bonuses. So right now you can Uh snag a handful of really cool bonuses that will also be changing um, on Friday. So get in now. Go to theselfloverevolution.com. You can read all about it and you can hear from some of our past students who've gone through the curriculum. And I, it's just such a great place to kind of start and dig in, you know? We need more students. We need more, more, more teachers and students. More teachers and students. Teachers and students? Attention, teachers and students. Attention, teachers and students. All right. Well, clearly someone wants the mic. So, oh, I do. Oh, someone needs some airtime. Yeah, I'm sitting in silence too long. You're no. you're a little squirrely. I, well, that's gave that's you just a little me. break off the pod last week, and now yeah, I mean, now, it's see, like, I'm fresh with a vengeance. So fresh and so clean, clean, ready to go. Yeah. All right. All right. Whatever. Don't All look right. at me like that. Without further ado, yeah, it's time for it. a little. Would you rather? Right, this week's Would You Rather for episode 148. Able to hear any conversation with a, within 100 yards okay. or be able to rewind back to any part of a conversation once every conversation. 
Oh, I like declare a do-over. Right. Like, well, you could rewind time. Oh. You could like, ah, oh, I really fucked that up. Let me go back and say that again. Or you could be able to have the ability, which is a pretty powerful ability, to hear any conversation within 100 yards. Like, you could tune in to whatever one you wanted. I think I would go for the second one. I would go for would. Re- the rewind. You would. Like, you put your foot in your mouth a lot? Well, <laughs> as my mom always said, well, you never have to wonder what Amy's thinking. <laughs> this is true. This is true. See, I'm a little more sleuthy. I think I would like to be able to hear conversations because you could kind of introduce yourself into a conversation and already know what's going on. Or, yeah, I, I do see that advantage, but I do think that I would, I have done so much work on letting go of what anybody else says and That's thinks. That's a good point. That's a that good point. It's virtually not on my radar at mm. all. So, like, when I go somewhere, I don't think at all about what somebody might be saying about me or thinking about me or something like that. It's not like even that. about me. It's, it's just a conversations in general. It doesn't right. have to be about you. Why does everything got to be about you? Well, I mean. <laughs> but. Anyway, I think I would pick the, uh, it just feels more superhero-ish to be able to, like, hear things at a long distance. I'll buy you some tights. I've got, I've already got my tights. Yeah. Horrible visual. <laughs> it's horrible. They don't make tights that long. They don't make tights for guys 6'5". Oh, my God. No. I've already looked. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared of you today. I'm borderline scared of you. <laughs> All right, I'll shut up. Go okay. ahead. Let's get, you, let's get to some content. And I'll be quiet. All right, so let's talk about this concept around forgiveness. So I think that there is a huge fallacy that most of us buy into around forgiveness, whether it's for ourselves or for other people. And that is that if we are if we choose forgiveness because it truly it's just a choice it's there's nothing that you can do necessarily like there's not i mean you can do things that are like ceremonial um if you wanted to like i write a letter i clearly forgive myself for this past mistake but it truly is about a choice that's it okay it's really similar to the concepts we've talked about around self-worth you can do things that that help foster self-worth, but you have to genuinely believe that you are worthy. You know, it's partly just the choice. Right. So it's the same thing with forgiveness. So I think what we do oftentimes, the reason we don't choose to forgive ourselves or for others, is that we equate forgiveness with condoning the behavior or condoning the deed. Mm-hmm. So for instance, if you just can't forgive yourself for a past uh, career mishap or you never forgive yourself for moving to a new place and now you're miserable and you're so mad at yourself for making that choice or maybe it's a relationship that you feel like you really fucked up and you had such a great person and you messed it up and there's this notion around because I did something horrible I need to make myself pay for it for the rest of my life yeah Right. Instead of saying what what's really happening, which is I choose not to carry that burden any longer. So forgiveness is not saying that the deed was acceptable. Forgiveness is saying I choose not to suffer over that deed any longer. Nice. That's so freeing. That just feels lighter. It, to think of it that way. Well, yeah. 
Because mm-hmm. most of it, like when it comes to especially self-forgiveness, it's self-inflicted. Like we've decided that we must pay for those mistakes. Or, or, well, and not it's kind of subconscious. Not even our own forgiveness, but forgiving others too. Oh, yeah. You know, like just saying like, I don't condone the action, but it's easier for me just to let that energy go. Right. Well, and the other thing that I think is really important about forgiving others too is it also doesn't mean you can't boundary up. Like let's say um, let's say your brother stole from you. Okay. Uh, let's say you had a business together and he embezzled thousands and thousands of dollars from you. Okay. You could harbor a lot of resentment towards him and you have never forgiven him for it and you always make snide remarks and you can feel the weight of how much you have not forgiven him. Yeah. Right? Just because you decide to forgive doesn't mean you're saying, hey, that was okay or, hey, I want to be friends with you and, and hang out a lot. You can still establish a boundary mm-hmm. and say, like, we're not going to do business together. I'm not lending you money. If we go out, make sure you have your wallet because I'm not buying you drinks. Like, you know, you can still boundary your ass off Got it. Yeah, and choose to forgive. Mm-hmm. So that brings up a really great concept around blame. Because in like if we took that exact same scenario, if you are locked into blame for your brother, let's say, and this is totally fictitious, and you're locked into blame, you are basically, the only way you can win is if you can rewrite history or if he magically says all the perfect things to apologize to you for. In essence... The only way you can win is with things completely outside of your control. Things you yeah. cannot change. True. And that's the bitch of blame. Mm-hmm. That is truly the biggest problem with blame is it's our faulty notion of protecting ourselves. We think by blaming our parents for how horrible they were raising us. Or if we blame our ex for all of our misery in our current relationships or dating. What that does is it gives them 100% of the power. 100% of the power is outside of you, meaning you have zero. You have no power if you're committed to blame. Right. Because you're 100% outside of yourself. You're going, if you would have been different, if you would have been a different parent, if you would have been a different spouse, if you would have hired someone different if you would have blame 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 it's all looking externally it's like it's like you're looking at the horizon and you can't even see yourself you can't Mm -hmm. see anything that's happening with yourself so one if you're standing in blame you have zero power you've given away all of your power which locks you into permanent victimhood you will always be a fucking victim and the second thing that happens is it always feels like shit yeah it always carries emotion that doesn't feel good i mean think about the last person that you blamed for many of us we can we can relate to blaming parents for childhood shit sure right very Freudian. or yeah we can blame them for our views on money or we can blame um the economy we can blame our society We can blame all sorts of different things for whatever we're unhappy with, right? So that means essentially we can do nothing about it. 
because we have now put all that power outside of ourselves. We can do nothing and the, about it. The worst it. part about that is you've given all the power to other things and there's nothing that can be done with that power. Like they don't even know that they have that power or, you know, that society doesn't realize it has the power. Right. You're the one giving it away. You're the one giving it away. It doesn't mean that that other person realizes like, ooh, I've got all the power now. They don't even know that. Right. Right? Right. Wow. It's futile. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely futile. Now, that being said, it's not about beating yourself up. Like if you're listening to this and going, holy shit, I have blamed my parents for my relationship with money. Because that's easier, you guys. Like it's easier to find fault with somebody else. Yeah. It's easier to say, well, that was not my fault. If this person would have done this, then things would have been so much better. But you don't get to move forward. You always will feel like shit when you talk about it. And you are locked into permanent victimhood. You don't ever get to be, your story doesn't ever get to be one of survivor. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. So if you're looking at that and you're going, oh my God, ah, that's totally me. The place is to not beat yourself up for being a blamer. We all do it. It's actually very instinctual. It's something that we turn to to defend ourselves. It's a protective mechanism, mechanism, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We're not like, hey, let me go ahead and be a victim. Nobody's like, yay, I can't wait to sign up for that. Nobody does that intentionally. But we, we definitely subconsciously and innately try to always try to protect ourselves. I mean, think about arguments. When we get in arguments, we naturally will try to defend or we'll use yeah. our primitive responses, fight or flee, right? Or what's the other one you always say? Freeze. Freeze. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> You're in a fight. It's like... You're like... Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you can all visualize might what, win ju- the battle. what just happened. You might win. Like staring contest, me and you. <laughs> Go. Isn't that, I mean, that would be hilarious. You win. You, you always, always do. do. <laughs> Quick staring contest, me and you, now. <laughs> you win. You always do. <laughs> always got to get a little bit of that. Goulet. That's why I come up here. Nature, Goulet. So... So anyway, the point is not to now all of a sudden start beating yourself up because you see the cost that blame or non-forgiveness is having in your life. The point is to make a new choice now, now that you can. And there's a huge way in which this influences our relationship to self. Like, I mean, we've been talking quite a bit right now about how that influences our relationship to others like our parents or our exes or our bosses or society or whoever yeah but there's a shit ton of times when your forgiveness issue is with yourself and you can't let it go that you failed on that job interview or didn't get into that school or messed up that relationship and so the penance that you're paying is usually in the form of egregious self-talk mm-hmm. and defamation, really. So it's like the next time you go for that job, you're like, well, better not fuck it up again this time. Right. Or you go into this. Right, that's ro- no energy. You know, it, it, there's, there's a kind of energy you get from people that are in sales that have a confidence and they don't really need the sale. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but you definitely can feel when they need that sale. The desperation. There's a desperation involved, right? So it's kind of the same energetic thing that you're talking about. Well, and then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Because imagine 
Now you're going to this new job interview and you've been telling yourself, you better not fuck it up like you did that last time and you better mm. not this and better not that. And you go in with that energy. You go in with that. You're way more and likely. And the person that's in that interview is going to feel that. They're going to feel it. They're going to pick up. They're going right. to go, oh, this person doesn't like, you know, it's all, it's it literally science. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. it's not just woo woo shit. It mm-hmm. really is science. And when you're under that barrage of negative self-talk from yourself, you go in ready to make mistakes, ready to stumble over your words, ready to have the wrong answer because you're already telling yourself that you're going to. So forgiveness is huge, huge. I didn't even think about it. And this is why, this is again why it's a major module in the master's course home study. Because Andrea and myself have always said that it's virtually impossible to love who you are if you aren't willing to forgive yourself. Mic drop. I mean, it really, it, it is. Yeah. Because everything else is just kind of a song, a song and dance, you know? It's not real. If you haven't said, I forgive myself for making those mistakes. Now, there can be mistakes that you have made that continue to affect your life. Like maybe you made some really poor financial choices and it's, very much affecting your livelihood or your children's livelihood and your your <laughs> feeling effects of it. That is a challenge. I'm not going to say for one second that it feels amazing to to go through that and feel like you're still paying for past mistakes. Right. Yeah, but that's not that's not what you're saying. No, that's not. I'm saying I'm talking about the internal conversation right. supporting what is. So it's like if this is what is, if this is the deal, like if we fucked up our finances and now we're paying for it, literally with you know debt or whatever else, sure. Or you're seeing the effects of it with your children or in your household or whatever. That is what it is. Period. Like that's your circumstance. That's your situation. So you have choices. You can either continue to beat yourself up and just be horrendous to yourself with your own self talk, and further perpetuate the non-forgiveness and essentially become a self-fulfilling prophecy because what happens then? It's on your radar that you're a fuck up with money. So every time, like let's say you accidentally overpay a bill. What happens in your head? Oh, see, see what you, you can't fucking handle money. You can't fucking do it. Look at what you did. Well, well, yeah, well, of course, because you're searching out evidence of you being a fuck up. Mm -hmm. You're trying Mm -hmm. to um, make that belief founded. Right? Right. You go, see, see, I suck at that. Or see, I messed up that relationship. I knew I would do that. Well, of course you did because that's what you were focused on. That's what you were thinking about. Yep. And I, in fact, I was just talking to my class that I'm teaching right now about this the other day. And it is really as simple. Like most of personal development can be summed up as the choice of what you focus on. That's it. Whether it's value systems, belief systems, negative self-talk, glasses half full or half empty. It's the same fucking glass. It's up to you how you view it. Yeah. So it is you. It's the same glass. So this situation that I was just talking about, like, let's say you're in a horrible financial situation because of mistakes you made in the past. That's the situation. That's the circumstance. It is what it is. Now you get to view it through whatever lens you want. And that takes time and conditioning, especially if you've 
always beaten yourself up, if you've always been locked into blame of yourself, blame uh, for other people, non-forgiveness for yourself, non-forgiveness for other people. You know, I think one of the things that's happening here is you're changing habits. That's exactly right. And when you change habits, especially, you know, self-talk, mental, you know, talk issue ones, um, you are actually changing your body. Yeah. Because you are changing the neural pathways. That's exactly right. With which your mind thinks. So when you, you know, there's like, it's like freeways Mm -hmm. or side roads. Right. Right. And that side road, it's got bumps in it. It's got craters. It's got curves. It's a lot harder to navigate at first. But then if you keep going down it, keep going down it, keep going down it, and you pave it and you start paying attention to it, it starts to become the freeway. So if you change that habit from talking to yourself in a negative way to talking to yourself in a forgiving way, Yes. You start changing that habit and start going down the, the road less traveled, which becomes the road more traveled, and it becomes your new habit. Right. And then that old road gets kind of – the grass grows over it. and it be, to break down. You ignore mm-hmm. it. It's mm-hmm. like not a part of your drive any longer. Right. Exactly. And that's where you and I and a lot of my colleagues and a lot of my students now are are – after doing this work. It's also why I feel really strongly about when I work with clients or do classes to do them over a longer period of time Mm -hmm. because I believe in the condition, like the conditioning aspect. I, and that's why I don't, I don't particularly favor doing an intensive that's like two days. I'd much rather do it over three months because I feel like it's the repetition of talking to yourself. It's the Mm -hmm. repetition of enforcing new beliefs, of constantly being kind to yourself, exercising compassion. But it's, um, but I also, a a lot of times we'll use fitness analogies as well. It's like you don't work out, get an amazing body and then let it go to shit. You maintain, you keep working out. So you have to continue. It's not like I I have stopped talking kindly to myself. Like, I still have to catch myself if I am negative and, and reprogram it and not get locked into another habit. So true. You have to really watch it. Uh-huh. But it's totally possible, and it is so much better over here, and it feels so <laughs> much better. And, and I can really say that with a lot, of, a lot of gumption because I've definitely been on the other side. Yeah, you walked that one for sure. Yeah, definitely. So... Understanding what forgiveness really is. That's the first piece. Okay. Knowing that you're not saying that you're that now there's not boundaries. You're not saying that you condoned the behavior. So another example would be an alcoholic who gets sober. They could blame themselves forever and ever and ever about their alcoholism. That doesn't really help them move on. Right. But it's not that they're saying being an alcoholic was okay. And it also comes with a shit ton of boundaries. We're not going to a bar. We're not going to engage in this sort of social behavior. This is how I'm going to decline. You boundary your ass off. But all of that can exist simultaneously with the choice of forgiveness, Mm -hmm. of forgiving yourself. Yeah. In fact, it's paramount. It's paramount to choose forgiveness. What a great gift to give yourself. It is. Yeah. It's it. All it is doing is saying like, I'm not going to pay for that anymore. Right. Like, I'm not saying it was okay. I'm not saying I would ever do it again either. The martyrdom. Right. Yeah. But I'm saying I have the power to fuel myself with the conversation that I want to listen to. And I choose that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So, and again, this this can be really sticky. So be compassionate with yourself as you kind of think about this and unpack this a little bit. And, you know, that was the second piece is looking at your self-talk, you know, and catching yourself when it's specifically you trying to make yourself pay for the sins of your past. Mm -hmm. You've got to catch it in the moment and like, oh, it's, you know, maybe you're going into to a dating situation and you feel like you fucked up your last marriage. You're going into a dating situation. You're going to go out on a date and you hear in your mind, all of a sudden you're like, better not screw this one up or he's probably going to think you're such, so much maintenance or you're so damaged or you have so much baggage. Stop right then because that is fueled from you not forgiving yourself for your past. Yeah, and that's that's the shit that people talk about carrying into relationships. That's exactly right. That's exactly, exactly right. And the great news is like, you don't need somebody else to forgive you. You don't need anybody else's approval. You don't need anybody else to do anything. Would it be amazing? Sure. It'd, yeah. be, it'd be amazing if like your ex who you screwed over came to you and said, I forgive you. That would be phenomenal. But we can't bank on that. We can't. We can't control it. We can't do anything like that. So you either get to sign up for the rest of your life in pure misery or you make another choice. Yeah. And then you condition that choice with how you speak to yourself. So the other thing is to look at your inability or ability to forgive other people. You know, a lot of times if we're really stoic with others and we don't, like they screwed us over and you're like, you're done. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep. Most of the time that's indicative of how you treat yourself. Now, I'm not saying necessarily they don't deserve it or anything like that. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying oftentimes there's a parallel. So if you notice that you really, really blame your parents for something, take a look at how you blame yourself. Because there's probably something there for you to, to learn. And then finally, choose a new focus. So anytime, uh, and I would say pick one. Just pick something you want to focus on. Whether it's a mantra, like we talk all the time about Harvecker and canceling negative thought processes. Like when you start talking shit to yourself, just yeah. saying cancel, yeah, cancel. cancel. Thank you for sharing. I understand. Like you're talking to your your psyche basically. Like I get it. Why why you feel like we need to pay for this, but I'm not going to listen to you anymore. It could also be a different focus like sometimes I call this progressive language where you're not 100% ready to say I fully forgive myself, but where you say something like even though I don't always feel like it, I'm choosing forgiveness or even though this feels really hard I choose forgiveness or even though I haven't mastered it I'm, wor I'm working on forgiveness that's a good one instead of you're gonna fuck this up watch oh he's gonna think you're damaged whether you're not gonna get this job blah, blah. cancel cancel and then whatever choice of focus that you want to employ the point is to break up that vortex, break up that that uh, spiral that we go into when we start being negative to ourselves. Yeah. And really, truly evaluate the blame that you've placed on yourself or anybody else because there's m most likely a opportunity for um, forgiveness there. 
And forgiveness is really almost like shackles off instead of shackles on. When you right. ch- when you choose forgiveness, exactly. you're basically choosing, and that's a Martha Beck uh, quote, by the way, but you're choosing shackles off. That's what I was saying about it. feeling light and free. Right. You know, like it kind of like lifts the weight or. Yeah. Yeah. That is all you're, all you're saying is like, I'm choosing not to beat myself up about this for the rest of my life. I'm choosing no suffering. I'm not choosing to do that same thing again. I'm not choosing to condone it. I don't think it was right the first time I did it. I still don't think it's right. I'm just not going to suffer for it continually. Something else to kind of add to that is, you know, you, you may beat yourself up all day. At the end of the day, you can say, all right, tomorrow's a new day. Let's start fresh. Or if you had a day where you were successful, you were like, I won today. Yeah. You know, and give yourself props. Yes. Right? And that helps build that muscle too. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, I was I was sharing with my class. I'm like, do you remember learning to ride a bike? And I have a very distinct memory of learning how to ride a bike. I was probably about six or seven. Yeah. I was at my girlfriend Molly's house when we were little. Good old Molly. She had this really cool front yard area brick where you could like ride your bike all along the brick. Mm-hmm. And I remember being overwhelmed like there is no way I'm ever <laughs> going to be able to balance on this thing. And that's how a lot of people who, who say like there is no fucking way I can ever forgive myself. So you get back on that bike and you fall over and you have a bad day. And then you get back on and you balance for like five seconds. And then you get back on and then you maybe you get a pedal and then you fall. Yeah. But you don't ever ride the bike completely unless you keep getting back on. Got to keep pedaling. Keep pedaling. Keep practicing. It is Mm -hmm. the exact same thing with mental and spiritual conditioning like this. Uh It's just so much less tangible for us. So we it's harder for us to wrap our heads around you know quite literally it's interesting i'm just kind of thinking about you know when i started riding a bike and i didn't even give it a second thought like when i was riding a bike i was like oh yeah ride a bike i got on and like pretty much the first time i was pretty good at riding a bike okay (laughs) but no i'm (laughs) so what's your point i'm cool well mr smith is so fucking awesome cool (laughs) no my point is that i didn't put doubt in there mm. like I left the doubt out I didn't even realize that I was doing that I was just like yeah, you ride a bike that's how you ride a bike it's how you perceive it yeah exactly it was, that's what I'm trying to like tie it back oh, to the that's perception that's interesting that's interesting yeah because I definitely perceived it from a place of holy shit there's no way I'm going to be able to do this right and, and it so probably the, took you a little bit of time yeah, to figure it out right it sure did exactly which I do think that is probably more relatable to people listening because I find people all the time are like, there is no way I can forgive myself for that. Right. And what I have to tell them, I'm like, so how's that working out? Yeah. Because that yeah. feels like shit, doesn't it? Yeah. How's that affecting every goddamn thing in your life? Everything. It's true. And it if you have the choice, and that's what I always try to underline to people, is like, it really is a choice. But if you are 200 pounds overweight and you make the choice to get fit, that's just the beginning. Now starts the conditioning. Now you have to continually watch what you eat, continually watch how you exercise, and you better fucking believe that at the very beginning of that choice, everything is the hardest. Oh, yeah. Is absolutely. the absolute, that first workout, that first 
salad. (laughs) (laughs) Or not just like... You're the most hungry. You're the most sore. (coughs) You feel so uncomfortable. But you believe that something else is possible. It is... This is the exact same stuff. It's the same thing. It's possible. You just have to continue on. And you have to use the right fuel. Right. Tackling fuel. I I cut you off. Was there something you (laughs) wanted to say? No, 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 no. It was... It's irrelevant. All right. So if you're listening to all of this and you're going, I need to dig way deeper, you might really, really love the home study program. So Spend that 97 bones, man. I mean, it's like instead of shoes or right, like exactly. a night out, you know, like it's one thing if you or, can't even. Or, you know, your light bill. Right, right. Your food, <laughs> your sustenance. You know, it's one thing if you really are having a hard time keeping a rope over your head or sure. like, uh, I, I, no. Like, I get it. Right. Even Maslow on the hierarchy of needs is like, no, no, no. Take care of your food and shelter first. Exactly. <laughs> um, but if you're in a place where you're like, oh, yeah, the last time I dropped 100 bucks was on that sweater that's still in my closet that I've never worn. Right. Then mm, you might want to think about what would make such a profound difference. And if if we're the sort of messengers you want to listen to. and always get, that. You know, yeah. I always you wouldn't listen. be listening to the podcast, probably. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I that's what I was just gonna say. But I tend to teach, as as does Andrea, this the way in which we like to learn. So very formatted, uh, very structured, but also yeah. irreverent and like how we're human, you know? Just people. Just people. Just people. So if you are interested and you want a deeper dive with all of this, hit up theselfloverevolution.com and be sure to do it um, in the next few days so that you can still get in on the early bird rate and the snazzy bonuses. TSLR, bitches. TSLR, theselfloverevolution.com. And, um, <laughs> you trying to make a jingle there? <laughs> Ew. You kinda... Are you talking down to me because you're the jingle master? No, you were, it kind of sounded jingle. Don't talk down to me. I wasn't talking down. <laughs> That's your perception. <laughs> well played. I was telling my class that I created a monster with you. And I'm, it's very evident. Wow. <laughs> Fuck my life. All right. So, <laughs> just Hashtag kidding. Hashtag FML. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So, hopefully, this was really helpful for you guys. And, again, be compassionate as you go through this. It, it takes time, you know, the same way it does to get in great physical shape. It takes a minute to get in really great emotional and spiritual shape. And, and that's okay. And you're worth it. And uh, we will see you around these parts next week. So here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. Mm-hmm.